Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Reichel, and this is the Betting Barrier Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network. The only place of the show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. You can find me on Twitter at Rice Shell Radio. On this week's show, we're going to be talking about the San Francisco Giants and their upcoming baseball games over the next week from a betting perspective. But before we actually do that, can I have a quick word from our sponsor. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Better Radio Podcast. Before we went on a break, we discussed the plan for this episode. Once again, talking about the Giants and their upcoming games over the next week from a betting perspective. But before we do any of that, got to recap what happened in the last episode, both for us and for the picks. Starting off with the actual Giants. Decent. They went 3-3. Three and three. So they, bur- they broke even over the six-game slate. As for us, we did very, very well. So we thought that they would lose two out of three against the Braves, and we got all three games right. We had the Braves in the Friday game with Strider. We also liked the under in that game, which got there as the Braves won 5-1. to one. We liked the Braves on Saturday with Freed on the mound. They won that 1-7-3, and we had the Giants avoiding the sweep and winning the game on Sunday as they won that game 8-5. to five. So a clean sweep, even a bonus pick there with the total, so 4-0 and oh in that first series against the Braves. Then for the Reds, we thought they'd win two out of three, We did mix a couple of the games up. We thought they would win the Wednesday game with Webb on the mound against Green. They did not. They lost that one 4-1, to but they did win the Monday game and the Tuesday game. So overall, ended up not having the best series on individual games for for the Reds, but we did think they'd win two out of three. So we had a pretty decent read on the Giants over the past week, and hopefully we keep that rolling in the upcoming week. But once again, the Giants... Ended up splitting, so they kind of held serve there in the NL wildcard race. They're still in possession of the third-place spot. They're half a game ahead of the Dimebacks. They're one game ahead of the Reds, and they are two games back of the Cubs for the second wildcard spot, five games back of the Phillies for the first wildcard spot. But looking at the Giants' upcoming schedule, they play on Thursday. There's only four games on the card, and the Giants are one of them. So... Uh, Once again, it's going to be a pretty interesting card in general because there's only four games and the Giants still have not listed a pitcher. So it's going to be a pretty interesting spot here. But for the schedule, they have a four game set against the Padres and Petco. Then they're traveling to Wrigley for a three game set there. That's going to wrap it up for the actual episode because there's no game on Thursday. But we're going to preview the Thursday game in the next episode anyway. But we're going to cover seven games. On the card, do want to mention the schedule for the Giants besides those seven games got a lot easier. They had a bunch of matchups against really good teams, the Rangers, the Rays, the Braves, the Phillies, the Braves, and the Reds. Now they have much easier opponents. I know the Cubs are in the middle of that, but they face off against the Padres four times who are competing for nothing. 
The Cubs, once again, that's going to be tricky. A three-game set at home against the Rockies, who have nothing to play for. A three-game set against the Guardians, who have nothing to play for. And a four-game road set in Coors against the Rockies, once again, who have nothing to play for. This really is the make-or-break stretch for the Giants, because they play after those easy opponents. The Diamondbacks twice, the Dodgers four times on the road, the Padres three times at home, and once again, the Dodgers in a three-game set at home. So they have the Dodgers and the Dimebacks in nine of their last 11 games, or sorry, nine of their last uh, 12 games. So once again, it's going to be very important for the Giants to take care of business against the weaker opponents left on the schedule. Not many games left. Uh, you're looking at the Giants. They've already played 133 games. So roughly 30 games left. It's going to be quite important for them to take care of business against the weaker teams. And that's going to segue us into this four-game set against the Padres in Petco. You only have one pitcher listed. It is Avila, who's a relative unknown for the, Padre, for the uh, Padres. 2.63 ERA, small sample size, though as he has only pitched 27 and a third innings pitched. Having said that, he also did not perform well in his second start of the season last time out. Against the Brewers, he got shelled four and a third, five earned runs. So not exactly in great form. He's mostly a long relief guy, so he should be going, I'd say, four plus, four innings, four and a third, something like that. But with the Giants not having listed pitcher, it's tricky I am going to lean to the Giants in this game. I really want nothing to do with San Diego unless they have a really good pitcher on the mound because the Padres, in addition to not having anything to play for, in addition to being one of the most disappointing teams in the entire league, they have lost five of their last six. They lost a road series to a fellow bottom feeder in the Cardinals. So I'm really not sold on the Padres in this spot. I'll lean to the Giants to get the job done in the series opener because I really don't think Avila's that good, and I think the Giants are once again the better overall team, and they're the more motivated team. Give me the Giants on Thursday. Now, moving into the Friday game, you have Waka pitching for the Padres. Overall, very good year. 10-2 record with a 2.84 ERA, so Waka once again has been very good so far this season. And to look at his overall home numbers, he's been even better at home than he has been on the road. Overall, once again, ERA is sub three, but you're looking at his home numbers and they're sub 2.3. His ERA at home is 2.21 in 57 innings pitch. So he's been very good in Petco. However, he was not good last time out against the Brewers as he ended up struggling. Five and a third, four runs allowed. He walked five guys. In fact, he's walked multiple batters in four of his last five starts. So keep an eye on that. Now, he did face off against the Giants earlier this year. Faced off against the Giants on June 19th. He was decent, six innings, two runs, so overall decent outing there. They did lose the game in over in uh, extra innings anyway, but walk on his career, seeing the Giants a decent amount, he's been pretty underwhelming in the grand scheme of things. He has uh, seen them once again a couple of times. The Giants have 57 plate appearances against them, and sorry, 55 plate appearances against them, a 300 batting average and a 364 on base percentage. So once again, the Giants have done well and I do think they might perform well against him once again in this spot. However, with the Giants not having a listed pitcher and with Waka pitching well against the Giants in his last start a couple of months ago against them, I am leaning to the Padres' first five. I do think they can get off to a good start here, and Waka has allowed less than two earned in three of his last four starts. 
but he goes no length. He's about a five innings, five and a third pitcher, occasionally goes into the sixth inning. But I really just don't see the Giants doing much early in this game. Now, the Padres' bullpen's really bad, so they might be able to come from behind and win. But I do feel better about the Padres' first five in this game, which is where I'm going to lean. As for the full game... I've, it's basically a coin flip because the Padres' bullpen is that bad, but I will go with the Padres' first five to get the job done in this spot. Now, moving into the uh, next game in the slate, you have a great pitcher's duel because you have Harrison taking on Snell. Now, Harrison was very good last time out. Six and a third, no runs, 11 strikeouts against the Reds, so he showed a lot of potential uh, for the rotation, and they definitely could use a solid starter moving forward. But you have Snell pitching for the Padres, who's arguably the favorite to win the Cy Young, and it was very good last time out, seven innings and no runs against the Cardinals. He's been insane for the last couple of months, and at home this season, he's been solid, 2.95 ERA in 76 and a third innings pitched. He's also faced off against the Giants once this season, gave up no runs in six innings. But simply put, for this matchup, I like the under. I see a very low-scoring game early on. I'll take the first five under, but I am going to lean to Snell as well. I don't have a great feeling about this game, though, because once again, I think Harrison could hold his own and suddenly get a 2-1 game late and the bullpen blows it for San Diego. But I am going to lean to Snell once again in the first five. Harrison was very good last time out, but he has a very small sample size in his career, and Snell's proven that he's elite for the last couple months. I am going to lean to the Padres' first five in that one, and I will lean to the full game under. I see a very low-scoring game in Petco on Saturday. And moving into the final game on the card for Sunday, you have Cobb taking on Lugo. Now, these numbers are pretty even. Cobb so far, 3.57 ERA, a 1.3 whip. Lugo's got a 3.67 ERA with a 1.22 whip. So pretty even numbers there. Lugo recently, though, has been really good. He's allowed less than three earned in each of his last four starts. And to go through his home road splits here, Lugo's numbers have been worse at home. A 4.15 ERA and 52 innings pitched. So you can argue maybe some regression is due. He has faced the Giants once this season when five innings gave up one run. So he had a very solid showing in a small amount of work because he only went five innings, which has really been the story for the Padres and why I have a hard time just picking their games. It's because the starters usually pitch well and the bullpen blow it every and the bullpen just blows it every time. Now Cobb was very good last time out. He had a no hitter into the ninth inning and it got broken up and they ended up winning in a complete game shot a complete game performance. They gave up a run, but he did throw 131 pitches. And I told myself going into his next start once I saw the almost no hitter I was going to blindly fade Cobb because you don't see many pitchers go over 100 anymore. 110 is pretty rare. 120 is unheard of. 130 you'll see maybe once or twice a year at this point. I think Cobb's going to really struggle in this outing. With the amount of strain he put on his arm, I expect him to look really bad. There tends to be a solid trend in years past. If you blindly fade the pitcher off a no-hitter, you've done well. Now, he's not off a no-hitter, but he pitched a lot, and I do think, once again, he's in serious line to get shelled here. His road numbers are also really bad. 72 and a third innings pitched a 4.98 ERA. Against San Diego this season, faced them once, five innings, seven hits allowed, three earned. But simply put, I think that Lugo's going to pitch well here, and I think that uh, Cobb's not going to. 
I'll fade the guy that threw 131 pitches whose arm might feel like jello for this outing. Give me the Padres to win the finale into the series. So once again, a bit tricky because I had a couple first five plays, which I'll get back to in a second, but I'm looking at bare minimum a two games, uh, sorry, a two, two split in the series. And we'll see how the first five full game angles go for the Waka and Snell starts moving into the next series, which is the three game set in Chicago, Chicago, once again, has been better than them uh, this season as they are two games ahead in the wild card race for the second spot. Now, for the first game on Monday, you have Webb taking on Steele. Simply put, I'll be on Steele. I think Steele's the better pitcher right now. Steele's 15-3 and with a 2.69 ERA. Webb has good numbers too, though, 180 and a third innings pitched, a 3.49 ERA. But recent form definitely favors Steele. To go through Steele's recent numbers, he allowed no runs against the Brewers in his last start, and they won the game one to nothing. He's allowed less than three earned in each of his last three starts, and his home road numbers are worth mentioning because he has been a lot better at home. He's 11-2 and two at home with a 2.46 ERA and 84 innings pitched. Plus, the Cubs have done very well when he's pitched. The Cubs have actually won each of his last eight starts, and they've also won... Uh, just doing it in my head quickly. They've won 13 of his last 14 starts. So it's pretty difficult to go against them. You're looking at Webb, who struggled against the Reds last time out. He got also outdueled by Hunter Green, but overall, Webb had a decent showing, but he still gave up some runs. And that's been the story of Webb's season so far. Mostly good starts but a 9-11 record, so he doesn't really get much run support, and he's not been very good lately. So to go through the outings, I mentioned that the Reds uh, did perform pretty well against them. Starts before that, five and a third, five runs against the Braves, six innings, four runs against the Braves. So there is an alibi there, which is facing off against the best offense in the league. But Webb has allowed, I mean, he allowed two runs against the Reds, so it wasn't that bad, but he still gave up seven hits. The point is the Giants have not done well. In Webb's last couple of starts, they've lost three straight. I think there's value on the Cubs here. I'm a big fan of Steele. I think he's easily a Cy Young finalist, and I'm going to back him at home here. Give me the Cubs to win the series opener in this one. Now, moving into the second game of the series, you have one listed pitcher. You have Hendricks pitching against nobody. So Hendricks this season, decent. Not great, 110 to third innings pitched, a 3.59 ERA, a 1.13 whip. So the whip is decent, does give up some home runs here or there, mostly a contact pitcher. Uh, but you're looking at his last couple outings, he has been solid. He's allowed less than three earned in three of his last four. So I have some faith in him to perform well in this outing. However, his home numbers are not good. 48 in the third innings pitched a 4.84 ERA at home. So I'm getting mixed signals from Hendricks in the start. Uh, or for, based on his numbers. Now, for the overall head-to-head -head numbers, the Giants have been owned by Hendricks in the past. Decent sample size, 115 plate appearances, a 152 batting average, and a 174 on base percentage. So that's kind of why I'm getting mixed signals here. I'm assuming Hendricks is going to pitch well. I think I'm going to lean to the Cubs here. They just find ways to win games. Simply put, I don't. I'm not sure if David Ross is actually a good manager or not, but I do think the Giants are going to run into a very low-scoring, ugly game at Wrigley, a 3-2 or a 4-3 type game, and I think the Cubs will find a way to steal it. Give me the Giants to lose the second game of the series as well, and for the series finale, will be a day game in Wrigley on Wednesday, and we got nothing. We have no listed pitchers at all. 
I am going to lean to the Giants in this one. Kind of similar to my Braves handicap over the weekend from the last episode. I think the Giants are going to lose this series, but I think they're going to leave here with something. I'll give them the Sunday game without knowing who's pitching. Give me the Giants to leave with something in the series. So I will go once again with the Cubs to win the series, but not the sweep. So once again, to recap the seven games that we talked about for the episode, I'm going to go with the Giants in the opener against the Padres on Thursday. I'm going to go with Waka first five against the Giants on Friday. I'm going to go with the under in the Saturday game between Harrison and Snell, but I will lean to the Padres first five in that one as well. And for the Sunday game, I am going to go with the Padres and I will go with the uh, Padres team total over in this game. I realize I misspoke before because I said I had them splitting against the Padres. I actually don't. I have the Padres uh, winning the Lugo game. I have the Giants winning the Avila game. So that's a 1-1 split there. And then the other two games are up for grabs. So technically I have them splitting, but I should have phrased it better. So I am going to go with the Giants to lose the series finale with Cobb being off of an 130 plus pitch outing, having nothing left in his arm. And for the Cubs series, I'm going to go with the Cubs in the first game with Steele. I'm going to go with the Cubs in the second game with Hendricks, and I will go with the Giants to win the third game on Wednesday in the series finale. But that's going to do it for this episode. Find me on Twitter at Rice Show Radio. Find me on of course, Twitter at Rice Show Radio. And next week, we will be transitioning over to the NFL. So we're not going to fully ignore the Giants, but we're going to put them on the back burner. But it is worth mentioning once again that football season is upon us. Get excited as the 49ers are traveling to take on the Steelers. Either way, we'll save that for next week. But until next time, good luck to all of you and all of your bets. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.